the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Lift them up high and say this with me. Say, thy word word. have I hid in my heart that I might not not sin sin against thee. thee. We're going to be digging into some word today that is a little tough. I even asked the the youth. I said, the youth leader says, hey, I'm going to be teaching on hell. Maybe the youth should stay in church. I said, I know, you know, I trust your teaching and I trust what you're doing in the back. It's good. But I grew up with a healthy understanding of hell. And now we live in a time and an age where they're trying to tell our young people that there is no hell. They've been they've been telling them as a matter of fact, as yeah, yeah. Come on. I love that. that. Come on. That's what I'm talking about. There is even a doctrine that's floating around, and I want you to be able to tell your kids that the doctrine is false. It's not true because the Bible says it clear. The devil comes to deceive. All right, there's a doctrine floating around and it's deceived at many that grew. I grew up with. It, it tells them that hell is not a place you go to. It's a place you go through. You can believe that if you want to. But I, I know one thing. There is no exit signs in hell. There's no timer that says you got 30 more minutes. Woo. No, no, no. It's a place of eternal damnation. Eternal damn. Eternal damn. And our kids need to understand it. Our loved ones need to understand it. Listen, listen. Life is good. Life is fun. Hey. Party over here. Hey. What? 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 Hey. But one day the what? What is going to be over. And the what you talking about, you got to stand before God. And and talk about what that what meant. Listen, I want you to live. See, Jesus said this. He said, I've come that you might have life and that much more abundantly. Don't let nobody trick you to say that getting saved takes away from life. No, getting saved gives value to your life. I, I, listen, I'm a better man because I'm saved. I'm a, and, and somebody said, well, what is saved? That means I'm serving the Lord. He's directing my steps. He's ordering my steps. There are times, listen, where he gives me direction and he's still giving me direction on how to love my wife the correct way. Because I got issues. See, when the head starts doing that, I got problems. I, you know, I, I, I notice everything. I just, I, I got issues. Well, God steps in and he says, this is how you do, this is how you love on my daughter. 
can you tell her how to love on her, your son? <laughs> oh, I'm just keeping it real. I talk to God like this. You're always talking to me about how to love her right. Can you talk to her about how to love me right? <laughs> And that's what he says. Hey, I'm working on you. How to love my son, how to love my daughters, how to love my sons and how to treat them right and, and not get so easily just, just bothered. He takes me down memory road and he lets me remember. Remember when I brought you out of that junk? Remember when you were making them dumb decisions? You need to start showing some love and some patience and some grace because you hit your head. Matter of fact, you busted the wall while you were hitting your head, but I covered up the hole in the wall. So now show mercy and grace. He, without being said, without serving the Lord, man, I'd be a terrible mess, the scripture says. I'd be a terrible mess. But because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know, hallelujah, hallelujah, who holds the future, who holds tomorrow, is also holding my hand. Come on, give him praise, give him praise, give him All right. They got the timer on me. They got the timer on me, so I got to get through this. Romans 6, 23. And then we're going to jump to some other scriptures. Romans 6, 23. So good to see people. This is Pastoral Appreciation Month. So I see Crystal here, whose name rhymes with mystical. Crystal, wave your hand. Wave your hand real quick, Crystal. Her and her husband. Quickly. No, seriously. This is, this is good stuff. Wave your hand real quick. So everybody on Crystal and Randy. I don't see Randy. Randy's somewhere walking around. He's doing a bunch of stuff. They're the campus pastors here in Hayward. And it's pastoral month. I'm going to ask you between now and the end of the month, love on them. I don't care if you slip a car bucks card in their hand. I don't care if you send them to Ruth Chris. Was that his name? Thang Longs. Cliff, send them the Thang Long. Cliff got the money. Cliff, send them the Thang Long. <laughs> yeah. Let's love on them. Let's love on them because, listen, they got to deal with me and Vanessa on a regular basis. It's tough. <laughs> so let's love on them. Make them feel appreciated. Let them feel loved. Maybe you can cook something at your house. Maybe you can just give them. Listen, pastoring is a tough job. And we make mistakes that people just don't forgive. So let's love on them so that they are appreciated and they know that we're behind them 100%. All right? All right. All right. Look what it says. Romans 6, 23. It says, for the wages, for the wages, which sin pays is death. There's a wage that sin pays. It's called death. Separation from God that leads to ultimate eternal damnation. The enemy wants you to live separated from God's truth. Thy word is truth. 
He wants us separated from the word of God. Now, we're going to deal with that in just a moment because we're going to be judged by the word. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. All right. For the wages which sin pays is death. But the bountiful, bountiful, excuse me, free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Lord means master. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ that lives on the inside of me. That's why he's called Lord. He's not just Christ, the anointed one. The word Christ means the anointed one. Jesus, the promise, the son of the living God, but he's also Lord. So I see this. He's the anointed savior, deliverer. That is the master of my life. There is a Lord, whether you have Jesus as Lord or something else. Something is the Lord of your life. The Lord means the governor of your life. There is a Lord. The free, bountiful gift of God Through Jesus Christ, our Lord is eternal life. What he wants to give us right now is a glimpse of that eternal life that we have in Christ Jesus. It's not taking from you. It's not making you feel like, well, man, now I can't do this. I can do more now that I'm saved than I did when I wasn't saved. Because now I'm doing it in my right mind. I appreciate it more. I can love it more. I can enjoy it more. You can enjoy it more. Why? Because now you're not living high. Man, remember last night? No, I don't. What happened? Man, you were crazy last night. What did I do? Nobody took pictures, did they? (laughs) (laughs) Who put me online? (laughs) Now I'm free. Now I'm in my right mind. Now I don't need a substance to make me. Listen, some of y'all couldn't. Listen, some of y'all couldn't dance until you got drunk. I got to get drunk before I can get out there. Why? Because you were bound. You were governed by a Lord. Now I'm governed by the Lord Jesus Christ. And I have an eternal, bountiful blessing that's showing up on earth, that's showing up here while I'm living. My kids see it. And what they say is, maybe they don't say it. I got other people saying it. Man, I want what you got. But I look at my kids and I can see that they're looking at my life. They're looking at my wife's life. They're looking at us. And we're not perfect. We don't act like we're perfect. I'm 99% perfect. There's still 
But I know how I call my son. I know how I pick him up. I know how I call my daughter. I know how I pick her. She had a nerve to hang up the phone on me because I was talking to her about her makeup, but she hung up, but I'm going to get her. <laughs> but I know, I know it's meaningful to them, and they're looking, and my, my, my prayer is that my daughters look for a man like their dad uh, and, and because I'm in my right mind. Not when I wasn't in my right mind, but because I'm in my right mind. I hope my son says, I want to model my life like my dad. Yeah. Because I'm in my right mind. I want to show them the bountiful blessings of God. I want to tell them that, man, dad, how do you get this? Because I'm working hard. Oh, okay. Because I'm in my right mind now, son. Okay. Because God put me in my right mind, son. Through Jesus Christ. I got to make sure that whole sentence is not my degrees. Yes, degrees play a part in it. It's not who I know. Yes, who I know plays a part in it. But what it really is about is God, through Jesus Christ, put me in my right mind. I go home every single night because I'm in my right mind and I'm married to somebody crazy. (laughs) No. (laughs) We're just living together in our right minds. We're living together in our right minds. All right. So look at Revelations 20. It's going to get a little deep here. Revelations 20, starting at the 12th verse. I want us to understand what's coming, what's coming, what's coming. This life is short. This life is just for a moment. 60, 70, 80, 90 years, 100 years, if God blesses you to live that long, it's promised for us to live 70. Some of us don't even get there because of our choices and not being in our right mind or life itself caught us and and did something to us and and made us just not enjoy the fullness that God had for us on earth. But guess what? Life is just for a moment. But eternity is forever. How you live this life that's just for a moment will determine where you live for eternity. Thank God for salvation. Look what it says. Look what it says. 12th verse. Revelations 20 and 12. Look what it says. I love this. And I saw the dead, the great and the small, the prestigious and what we would deem on earth as nothing. I saw the great and the small. They stood before. Look at this. Look. They stood before the Lord, standing before the throne. Every single one of us are going to stand before the throne. Don't let the devil deceive you. We got to stand before the throne, y'all. Look what it says here. They were standing before the the throne and the books were opened. You ever been in a line you don't want to be in? (laughs) 
You're just waiting for the sentence. You know you ran the light. And you're going to plead. You're going to plead. You know what, what was happening, what was going on. We're going to plead. The books are going to be open. And I looked at this. I said, what are the books? What are the books? All right. He says this. He said, the books were open. Then another book was open and it was called the book of life. And I says, okay, God, there's the book of life or the book that they, that they call the lamb of God that was slain for us book. But then there's these books. One of the books is the word of God. See, when we say study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman is not ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. I'm not telling you to study to be deep. I'm not telling you to study to argue. I'm not trying to tell you to study to be mystical. I'm not trying to, listen, we're not studying the word of God so we can measure up against people. Well, I don't know about that. I think he translated it wrong. I'm not studying the word to be deep. I'm not trying to study the word to be the next thing or the next great preacher. I'm not studying the word. If God opens that door, praise the name of you. If he doesn't open the door, let me rest in what he's given me. Hallelujah. I'm studying the word of God because one day the book of the Lord is going to be open and I'm going to be measured based on the word. And I'm not going to be able to have the excuse. I didn't know. You didn't know because you didn't study. Our kids, what if your kid came home and told you, I got an F? Why'd you get an F? I didn't know nothing on the test. You wouldn't go, I understand. I get it. You know what you would do? No more TV. Give me your phone. You ain't going nowhere for 16 weeks. If they drive in a car, give me the keys to your car. You you know how we would do? Why? Because we expect them to know so that they, oh man, this is good, so that they pass the test. Stop going before God. I didn't know. I didn't know. You don't know because you're not studying the word of God. And ultimately, we're going to be judged by what we've studied and we're not going to be able to say to God I didn't know I didn't know I was supposed to love my enemies it was right there I didn't know I was supposed to pray for those that despitefully use me it was right there I didn't know I was supposed to confess my sins it was right there but I thought if I confessed it people were going to look at me funny so what confess it because I want to make you righteous yeah. 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 Ooh, you study the word of God, then, then, see, we, listen, I don't care how great we can sing or how well we're working on it or how good the musicians sound or the cameras are in place. God bless you. <laughs> how you doing? God bless you. I don't care about how well we fill up temples and synagogues and cathedrals. I don't care about none of that. Listen, let me tell you what's most important. When we fall in love with Jesus, 
Will that's when we'll come running to the house of the Lord and we'll say, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of God. I will enter into his gates with thanksgiving. I will enter into his courts with pray. We can't gimmick people in. We got to teach them to fall in love with Jesus. If you fall in love with Jesus, man, when you fall in love with somebody... I was talking to a father one time and I said, how did you know when your daughter, because I, I, I need to get prepared. How do you know when your daughter just fell in love with the guy that was trying to date her? He says, man, it was weird because for months he would call and she would go, I don't want to talk to him. But he was persistent. He was persistent. He was persistent. He knew how to say the wrong, right things. And, and when she was going through stuff, he was just there to encourage her. I said, well, when did you know that she fell in love with him? He says, man, he pulled up one day outside. And she almost broke her neck coming down the steps. He said, that's when I knew I lost my daughter. Randy, get ready. It's coming one day. It's coming one day. Randy like, no, it ain't. No, it ain't. (laughs) But if we get people to fall in love with God, then we we don't have to convince them to serve God. When we get them to fall in love with God, we ain't got to convince them to lift your hands. When we get get them to fall in love with God, we ain't got to convince them to dance and shout and praise the name of Jesus because they know what God brought them. If it had not been for Jesus, who was on my side, where would I be right now? Oh, my God. He picked me up and he turned me around. Placed my feet on solid ground. Snatched me from the claws of hell. He likes hanging around me. He likes when I'm in his presence. We got to get people to experience God. Stop trying to get them to experience your church. Yo, listen, listen, new hope going to let folks down. Hope Lighthouse and Fremont, we're going to let some folks down. But man, when they experience Jesus. Let me, let me, let me keep going. I gotta get, 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 I gotta get this. Come on. Look at this. Gotta get in this. I saw the dead. They were great and small. They stood before the throne. The books were open, the book of life and the word of God. And the dead were judged. And the dead were judged or sentenced. The dead were sentenced by what they had done. The The dead were judged according to what they had done as written in the books. Go back, go back. As written in the books. Go back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't move it. Don't move it until I tell you to. All right. (laughs) They were judged according to what they had done as written in the books. Reagan, do you know that everything you're doing is being recorded right now? So we're afraid of social media. You need to be afraid of eternal media. We're afraid of social media. Oh, don't take no picture of me. Put 
the camera up high. Come on, put it up high. <laughs> Don't catch me on the side. Catch the front view only. We're afraid of social media. We don't want stuff posted online. We don't want folks to know what we're doing unless we strategically tell them what. Now take a picture. But everything that we're doing is being recorded in eternal media. Look what it says here. I don't care what we do. Nobody saw me do it. Yes, somebody saw you do it. Somebody saw your thought when you were thinking evil about someone. Somebody saw the words that you said, even though you spoke them just to that person. Only thing, everything that I say just to Vanessa, it, listen, it's being recorded in eternal, the internal media is being written down. And I got to stand before God one day for it. Thank God for Jesus. I want everything that I've done, every mistake, every slip up, every fall. I want at the very end of it it to say forgiven. And it's only forgiven because I've submitted to the Lord Jesus Christ. He is my Lord. Because I make mistakes every single day. But at the end of that line, it says forgiven or covered in the blood. I want to teach my son that. I want to teach my daughter. I want to say, listen, I don't care what you do. I don't care how you slip up and fall. I stand up and say, Lord, forgive me. Help me right now. God, I need your strength. God, I need your strength. So that everything you've done has an end to it. That's not my period. That's not my period. See, I don't want the things that I've done to shame God to be my period. I want the period to come after the word forgiven. Hallelujah. Look what it says here. He says this. We will be judged. We were sentenced by what we have done. All of our feelings. You better get over that feeling about somebody. You better get over that feeling about somebody. All of our feelings. All of our acting. Oh, you better let that thing go. I'm going to give them a piece of my mind. You didn't gave away your whole mind all your life. Keep that piece, please. We don't need you to lose no more of your mind. Keep it. (laughs) Catalina on the front row talking about, I'm sorry. (laughs) All right, look at this. Our feelings. See, the enemy wants us all in our feelings. We children of God all in our feelings. We children of God all in our feelings. No, I want to be a child of God all in his righteousness. I want to be a child of God all in salvation. I want to be a child of God all in his healing. I want folks to look at me and go, man, you must be healed. I told you that one of the greatest things outside of my wife telling me I look like Denzel, one of the other greatest things. Front row, out. One of the greatest things was I was going through, we were ordering food, real quick version of this, ordering food for somebody. The address was a little weird. The driver was upset. The driver was screaming. The driver was mad. Me and my wife were doing something at the, at the kitchen table or the dining room table, and, and, the, and the person was just going off, and she knows me. She knows me. I'm a daily city boy. Don't help. You better watch out. Daily City, then East Palo Alto. You better watch who you talking to. 
I already told you I'm 99% saved. That 1% God's still working on. And the guy was, and the guy was just going off on me, going off on me and going off. I even said, man, I'm so sorry, man. Uh, uh, man, I'll give you a bigger tip. I don't want your money. And my wife is, you know, she from the city. So she was sitting there like. You know, she can, she, she started doing the robot. It's over. She, She's sitting there getting more mad than me. Like, wait a minute. If you ever see my wife mad, you don't want to see her mad. She starts speaking a whole nother language. So they're going off and I'm just trying to calm the guy down. Finally, they came out and got the food and the guy was just like, you know, I said, man, I'm so sorry. We hung up and, and my wife looked at me and she says, you're saved. No, no. She said, no, really, 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 you're saved. I heard her tell somebody else that she didn't know my husband really saved because, whoo, the way the guy was talking. Why? Because I'm living in my right mind. I'm not going to let nobody get me all in my feelings. You ain't pulling me out of, of being in my right mind. I don't care what I got to stand in. I'm going to stand there in my right mind. All right. He said, your feelings, your acting, your aims, your endeavors are all being recorded. I got an email from somebody and they said this. I don't know who sent it to me. It was just, hey, we want to introduce you to riches untold. All we want you to do is just join this group. I said, no, thank you. We see what you're doing online and we love it. And we think you can help. We can help you get over that next hurdle. What hurdle? I, I don't see no hurdle. What hurdle? Are you I know I'm going to have hurdles, but the Lord Jesus Christ is helping me get over all my hurdles. I didn't listen. I didn't entertain it. I didn't text them back and say, no, thank you. I just delete and block number. Amen. Why? Because I'll let nothing separate me from the love of God that is found in Christ Jesus. Why? Because my aim is to please the Lord. Because if I can please God, then everything in my life, God will make sure it's blessed. So my aims, my feelings, my endeavors, in accordance to what, what was recorded in the books, that's what we're going to be judged by. Look, I got about less than 10 minutes. Look at this. this uh, look at this. He said, what? We're going to be judged by those things. 13 verse. Look at this. And the sea delivered up the dead who were in it. Look at this. The sea gave up the dead who were in it. Now, this is important. I want y'all to see this. And death and Hades. Let that sit on you for just a moment. And death and Hades, or the realm of the dead. When we die right now, this moment, until this happens in heaven, when we die right now, we either go to the presence of God or 
the presence of hell. Some call it the state of the disembodied. Others say it's the realm of the dead. We're going to be judged. And when we get judged, it will hear these words. Either depart from me, ye worker of iniquity. I don't know you. Or it will say, you've been faithful over a few things. Come on up and I'll make you rule over many. I want everybody sitting here to understand that all of us are going to be judged. Don't listen. Listen, receive it. And don't let nobody tell you, no, I don't know about that. Every one of us are going to come before God from the realm of the dead. Look what it says. Death and Hades surrendered the dead who were in them. Look at that. And they were judged and sentenced every one according to their deeds. There's the judgment seat of Christ and there's a great right throne judgment. There's two, Pastor Randy. Which line are you going to be in? Because you can't try to get into the line that you're not supposed to be in. Those that are in the great white throne judgment are going to hear just one thing. Their, ju- their deeds going to be judged. And they're going to hear these words, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I don't know you. Those that are in the judgment seat of Christ are going to stand before Jesus. And all of our works that we thought were great on it. Well, I opened this many churches and I did it. You know, I never told you to do none of that. It's going to be everything according to what he commanded us to do. He says, that's what we're going to be judged. And our crowns are going to be based on doing what you can do a whole bunch of nothing on earth. And it ain't going to count for nothing. Man, I just want to do the two or three things God told me to do. And I want to do them well. And I want to be righteous in his eye so that my crown can reflect. That I stood before him and I did what he told me to do. All the other stuff going to get burnt up. Amen. <laughs> All right, look at this. Look at this. Look at this. He says they delivered up their dead, the state of the death, the disembodied experience, surrendered the dead in them, and all were tried according to their deeds, their motives, their aims, and their works. Then, 14th verse, death and Hades, the state of death, were thrown into the lake of fire. See, and, and look what it says. And that is the second death. So, so when we die right now, when we die right now, we go to these places, if I can say it like this, where we are waiting our eternal reward. Either life with Christ forever, worshiping around the throne, or eternal damnation. Listen, how many in here? Have you ever been in a house that had mice? Yes. Don't don't act like you just did it like you grew up. Yes. Not I. Yes, you did. Yes. Or maybe it was some roaches. Yes. Some kind of bug. But if you ever lived in a house with mice, you can't sleep well. Yes. Because all night you hear. Yes. It begins to torment you. It's all in your mind. You can see them eating. I can't take it. 
You're getting everything up off the floor. Why? Because you don't want them crawling on the bed. You're trying to rest. Then the still of the night, you hear. You hear something that drives you crazy. You go to the kitchen. You don't even want to go to the kitchen and turn on the light. Because, because the, the people that live there, the roaches that don't pay no rent, you turn on the light, they're like, hey, oh, yeah, up, 2 o'clock, hey, good to see you. It's tormenting. Anybody that doesn't like critters and bugs, you're tormented, so you don't even go get nothing to eat. You don't go to the, you like, I'm just going to hold it all night. I ain't going to go to the bathroom. If you hear a noise, you're trying to wake somebody up. Did you hear that? No, I ain't hear nothing. How many hate that feeling? I think everybody in here would hate that feeling. That's torment. That's agony. If you grew up where there were gunshots all the time, you just, man, you walk around just twitching. You grow up in a place or live in a place where they're breaking into cars all the time and stealing Cadillac converters. You came arrested at night wondering if your car is going to get broken into. If your family's out and you know they're out doing some stuff, you're tormented because you just want them to come home. When they come home, you can finally get some sleep. You ever felt like just anxious? You're trying to rest and you can't get rest. Well, the Bible says that in hell there's eternal agony and torment. Now multiply that feeling of mice running around your house while you sleep by millions upon millions upon millions. And that's the agony we're going to live in if we don't choose the Lord. Ah, let, me, let me close this. Go, go to Luke. Go to Luke 16. We're going to pick this back up. But let me close with this. Luke 16. I just love being here. I, sometimes when I'm on the road, I'm just like, Lord, I just want to be at New Hope today. But I praise God for, amen, the places that he has me going to and ministering. I'm blessed by how they're being blessed. Look what it says, Luke 16. And I'm going to start at Luke 16 and 19. Pastor Randy, this is how I'm going to close. I'm going to close this with this. This is Jesus talking. Somebody had the nerve to tell me the other day I was at the office and they they said this. They says, well, I want to know if hell is for real. Did Jesus ever talk about hell? I'm not talking about nobody else. So I started sending them all. He says, I want to see it in red. I said, let me just send you some stuff that Jesus said about hell. It is real. There is a lake that burns with fire. Look what it says here, 19. There was a certain rich man who clothed himself habitually in purple and fine linen. Oh, thank you. I sent it to him late. I didn't know if he was going to be able to get. Thank you, Israel. Thank you. All right. He dressed himself in expensive purple and fine linen. Now, I want to say something about this. There ain't nothing wrong with it if Jesus is Lord. God's not calling you to walk around and just, oh, I don't have nothing. I'm broken, poor. I better not buy that. I don't want nobody to say I'm still in the tie. Look, you can ride a bike and they're going to say you and Randy stole the ties. Live the way God told you to live and enjoy it. 
Look at this. They were dressed in expensive purple and fine linen and celebrated life joyously and with splendor every day. Party over here. Hey! All right. Next verse. Look at the 20 verse. All right. And a poor man. So there was a rich man and there was a poor man named Lazarus who laid at his gate, laid at his gate, and he was covered with sores. Covered with sores. Next verse. Look what it says here. He eagerly longed to eat the crumbs. Some of you are going through life just saying, just God, I just want the crumbs. He eagerly longed to eat the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. And besides laying at the rich man's gate, even the dogs were coming and licking his sword. This is Jesus telling the story. All right. Look, even the dogs were licking his sword. Now, Now it happened that the poor man died. The one that was at the gate, just longing for the crumbs from the rich man's table that had swords that even the dog licked on. He said, that poor man died and his spirit, look at this, was carried away by the angels to Abraham's bosom or the realm of paradise. Everybody catching this? Yes. Woo, everybody catching this? Look at this. This is good. Woo. Let me come down here. I want to be able to see it like y'all. Look at this. Look at this. And the rich man also died and was buried. I'm sure his funeral was great. I'm sure they came and celebrated him. He had the best coffin. He had the, the, the people there celebrating his life. And they talked about all of his good works and how rich he was and how everybody wanted to be a part of his life and how he was on this board and how he was on that board and, and how he was recognized as in Forbes 100. He drove a new car every year. People stood there and says, man, he inspired me to be great. That rich man died. Nobody wanted to be like the poor man who laid at the gate. Nobody want that. You laying at the gate, dogs licking on you. Who want that? But the angels came and carried him away to glory. But the rich man in Hades Go back one. Go back one. You see, we went too fast, man. Come on. All right. But the rich man died and was buried. Next verse. Look what this is. In Hades, the realm of the dead, being torment. Look at this. Being torment. Being torment. Look at this. He looked up and saw Abraham from afar. Look at that. And Lazarus, that rich man that everybody ignored, everybody walked by, but the dogs was in Abraham's bosom in paradise. Don't you ever think, don't you ever think your life ain't worth it. Don't you ever let nobody tell you ain't life worth Man, when this life is over, hallelujah, you're going to be resting in Abraham's bosom on your way to dance in heaven. Look at this, look at this, look at this. Go to the next verse, go to the next verse as I close for the umpteen time. And he cried out. Father Abraham, look what he said. Look what the rich man said. Have mercy on me. Every one of us, every knee will bow. Albert, every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. Netta, everyone's going to say Jesus is Lord. Look what it says here. Look. 
have mercy on me. His money couldn't save him. His cars couldn't drive him away. His, all his accolades and awards, they couldn't help him now. But he cried out to Abraham, can you send that poor man that I ignored all my life? That beggar that I counted for nothing? That man that only the dogs would visit just to lick on his sword. He said, can you get Abraham so that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue? Because I'm in severe agony. I'm not even in the lake of fire yet. I'm in the presence of it. I'm a severe agony in this flame. Next verse, look what it says here. But Abraham said, son, remember that in your lifetime, you received your good things. You received all the comforts. You received all the delights. And likewise, Lazarus had bad things, all the discomfort and distresses. But now is comforted here in the realm of paradise while you are in severe agony. Next verse. And besides all this, between us and you, it's a great chasm or a great gulf. I can see what's going on in paradise. And paradise can see what's going on in the realm of the dead. I can see what's going on in agony. And I can see what's going on in paradise as I await my final sentence. He said, this great gulf that is fixed between us will not allow you to come over here, will not allow us to go over there. Even if I said, ladder, go and dip your finger in some cool water and go give it to him, he couldn't get to you because of the gulf that's between us. Look at the next verse. So the rich man said, then Father Abraham, can you do something? Look at the, look what he was concerned about. I beg that you send Lazarus to my father's house. Why? Look at the next verse. For I have five brothers. In order that they may solemnly warn them and witness to them so they, so that they will not come to this place of torment. Last verse. I'll read. And Abraham said, they have the scriptures. Actually, it's two more verses. It said they have the scriptures. They have Moses. They have the prophet. Let them listen to them. Next verse. He replied, no, Father Abraham, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. They will change their ways and their thinking and see God and his righteousness. This is the last verse, 31. Look what he says. He said to him, if they don't listen to the messages that are in the Bible, they will not even be persuaded by some one who rises from the dead. And this is the condemnation the Bible says as we stand to our feet. 
And this is the condemnation that men love darkness rather than the light. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.